0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm Wildcat Authority Senior Editor Jason Shear, and it is Arizona Friday. Let's just call it Arizona Friday. There's a women's basketball game, which leaks into a football game, which leaks into a basketball game, which, I don't know. But <laughs> It's going to be one of those days, and we're going to attempt to cover it all. Um, we're going to be at the basketball game in Vegas while also trying to cover the football game. Um, my Twitter feed is probably going to be a disaster, but we are here. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I know it's going to require coffee and uh yeah we'll see how it goes but on the preview side uh arizona is facing washington state a washington state team that needs one more win to get bowl eligible with two games left arizona and then the apple cup as of now uh one of the bigger storylines will be the weather it will be the low 30s by the time that arizona and washington state kick off Um, The good news is that the snow and rain is supposed to be over by then. There's probably still going to be remnants, but it is going to be a dry but very humid 30 degrees. Uh, There are quite a few guys on Arizona's team that I'm confident in saying have never been in 30 degree weather. Uh, Now, to be fair, there's probably some guys in Washington State that haven't necessarily played in that weather. Uh, Jaden DeLora has probably played in cold weather before. But he's also from Honolulu, so it's not like a common thing. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see how the weather overall impacts both offenses. Washington State obviously likes to throw the ball more than Arizona. Will they be able to throw the ball? Will this turn into more of a running game? What is this going to look like? What is the weather going to look like? How will it impact the game? It's probably one of the bigger storylines, and it actually you can make an argument has more of an impact on Washington state than Arizona because of that Washington state passing game. Uh, that passing game starts with sophomore quarterback, Jaden DeLara, six foot, not a big guy, one ninety, but very accurate. Uh, one of the better running backs in the conference is completing uh, 62.7% of his passes really hasn't had a bad game this season. Um, Against Oregon, I guess you can make the case it wasn't great. That was probably his worst game of the year. But he still threw for 280, two touchdowns, two picks. Completed 55% of his passes. Um, that was probably his worst game. Uh, Cal may have been worse, um, but they won 21-6, to 213, three touchdowns, two picks. Um, he has nine picks. There's only been two games this year where he hasn't thrown a pick. The season opener against Utah State. And um, against Stanford, where um, they, it was just kind of an offensive, you know, 289, three touchdowns, uh, no picks. So, he is turning the ball over, but that is to be expected when you throw the ball 287 times this season. Uh, he has two games with over 40 pass attempts. They were actually back-to-back games, and he has... Um, uh, over 35 attempts against Oregon, BYU, 30 attempts against Stanford. Um, so hes they're going to go throw the ball. Against USC, they didn't throw the ball as much, or he didn't. Um, in, in, in bigger wins, he doesn't necessarily throw the ball. Uh, not a running threat, but he's good. Uh, he is an accurate quarterback, has a good arm. He's asked to make quick reads. They're not going to go and try to kill you deep all the time, um, but it is as air raid offense as you get in the country if you've noticed throughout the country that air raid four wide five wide sets those are are not as cool as they once were but washington state with the run and shoot um is still one of the teams uh that does it and don brown has experience it's crazy because he said when he was at umass he remembers playing texas tech with michael crabtree and um with michael crabtree and graham harrell was a quarterback and i looked at the box score and Obviously, Texas Tech beat UMass. There's two different type of programs. But Liam Cohen (laughs) was the uh, quarterback for UMass. Victor Cruz was a wide receiver for UMass. Uh, There was a lot of talent in that game and and, um, wound up letting up 55 points. But, again, you can't really conflate uh, the two. But Washington State is going to throw the ball. Delora gets the ball out quickly. Doesn't take a ton of sacks. He's only been sacked 10 times this season, and three of them were against Oregon, and two of them were against Portland State. So, I mean, he's been sacked every game except for ASU and USC. Uh, they beat US. sorry, they got killed by USC, which is interesting because he wasn't sacked, but defended him really well in that game. He did not play well. And then ASU, which was a win, um, did not get sacked uh, and played rather well, completing 63%, two touchdowns, one interception. So... Obviously, it starts with the passing game. In order for it to start with the passing game, not only do you need a talented quarterback, you need some talented wide receivers, and Washington State has a very good uh, duo. Calvin Jackson, 5'10", 194. Um, He's very good. He probably doesn't get the attention that he deserves. 53 catches, 754 yards, five touchdowns. um, Very quick, athletic, will make... It feels like he makes one spectacular catch a game. Um, Against ASU, absolutely killed them. Eight catches for 139 yards and a touchdown. USC had 94 yards. Um, He has five touches on the year. Like I mentioned, two were against Cal, one against Portland State, one against ASU, and then Stanford, he had two for 72 and had a long touchdown catch there. Um, He's going to get his catches. He'll probably get three, four, five catches. He has two games with eight. A game with nine, a game with seven, but he's also had you know a couple games with two, a couple games with four. So he's not a guy that's going to go out and get ten receptions or whatever it may be. Uh, but he is fast, he is athletic, and if Arizona is not careful in that man-to-man coverage, it will get burnt. If you go back and watch that ASU game, he had the forty-five-yard touchdown um, where he absolutely just just got behind the secondary. And the thing with Jackson is he can really make you miss in the open field. So whether it's Christian Roland Wallace or Trayon Stukes, um, they're going to have to do a very good job on him. The other dangerous receiver is Treville Harris. And Washington State doesn't have big receivers. This isn't a matchup of big receivers um, that has given Arizona some fits that can go up and get the ball. These are speedy guys that Washington State is going to get the ball to in the open field, and they're going to go make plays. Uh, Travell Harris is only 5'9", but he's a senior, super experienced, has 62 catches for 683 yards and seven touchdowns. Killed Oregon last week in the loss, eight catches, 109 for a touchdown against ASU, had a touchdown. Oregon State, 147 yards receiving. He's got more catches than Jackson. He's probably more consistent in that area, but maybe not as explosive. But he's another guy. I mean, he has seven touchdowns, two against USC and two against Portland State. Um, then kind of went dry a little bit for three games and has touchdowns in three of his last four games. So obviously, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a challenge for Arizona's defense with those two guys. And I, and I said it's a duo, but the reality is there's there's more talent, right? So Zeshawn Stribling is a freshman wide receiver, 33 catches, 383, four touchdowns. Um, another kind of feast or famine guy he'll have games where like against ASU, he only had one catch for 23 yards but against oregon five for 51 and a touchdown um, he he is very capable he's one of the bigger receivers um, they'll spread him out again and, and get these guys in space and the last one is lincoln victor 5'9, another small guy 18 catches 208 yards and a touchdown which isn't great but against Stanford, it had seventy-three yards. Uh, had forty and a touchdown against Oregon State. These guys are good. The issue is that if the passing game isn't working like it should, they have no problem going to the running game and Max Borgie is probably one of the more underrated running backs in the conference, if not the country. If he was on a team that gave him the ball more, they would more likely have, I mean, he'd have bigger numbers. So he's averaging five yards a carry, but he only has 122 attempts. Against Oregon, he got 10 for 41, ASU 12 for 67. BYU, he went 18 for 83 and three touchdowns, scored all their points. Stanford, 17 for 89, two touchdowns. He is used in a variety of ways. Um, he'll be used in the passing game a little bit. Um, if, if the certain looks aren't there, they'll go to the check down game with him. He had four receptions against BYU, but that's not his biggest threat. He hasn't scored in the passing game yet. Um, his deal is if you're taking away the passing game and they want to open it up, they'll go to Max Borghi, and and he's a very legitimate um, option at running back. And then they'll also go to Dion McIntosh. He's good for, you know, anywhere from five to 15 carries a game. He had 16 against ASU because he had success, 16 for 68 and a touchdown, nine for 57 against Oregon. So they'll spread you out, they'll get you thinking and pass, and then they'll go to the run game. And that's one of the biggest challenges um, that Washington State presents on offense, and it's going to be very interesting. I, I have major concerns about Arizona's secondary depth, especially if Isaiah Rutherford cannot play. I think Tradon Stokes and Christian Roland Wallace have played fine, but then the, the deal is what do you do after that? Rashi Hodge has been very good in coverage for a linebacker, but can you go that route? Uh, Malik Hausman would have to step up. Do they go the extra safety with Gunnar Maldonado and, and challenge him that way? Um, the good thing is you don't have a tight end that you necessarily need to cover. Washington State doesn't use a tight end. But can Christian Young go and cover um, a wide receiver? We're going to find that out sooner than later. (laughs) We're going to find that out very quickly is my guess. Um, And overall, uh, it's going to be by far the biggest challenge. Washington State, for as much attention as they get um, offensively, their defense is very good this season uh, in terms of takeaways. It's very aggressive. So they'll let up some points. You know, they're, they're not necessarily, like, you know, a, a stout defense, I would say. They they let up 45 to USC. They let up, you know, 31 to a, a bad Stanford team, but they held ASU to 21. Uh, they let up 38 to Oregon, but they held BYU to 21 even though they lost. Um, they held Cal to 6. They held Oregon State to 24. So it's not a, a bad defense by any means. It is an aggressive defense advantageous defense. It starts with Jihad Woods at linebacker. Senior going to go down as one of the the tackling leaders in Washington State history. Has 84 tackles already this season. Uh 2 years ago 2019 at 141 tackles. Uh yeah, he's all over the place. He's going to once again lead Washington State in tackles. He's the guy that kind of watch out for and you're going to be hearing about quite a bit. Uh Justice rogers is the other linebacker, another senior, 6'2" 230, has 60 tackles. Um, two forced fumbles and interception another guy where he'll get out and he's a little bit better in coverage he has four pass deflections they'll so kind of move him in coverage he's not going to rush the quarterback a ton um, but he can make plays uh, in space and then they have Daniel Isom defensive end five sacks he's a guy you got to watch out for 52 tackles five sacks they'll line him up and kind of just tell him to go 6'3 240 great size and length um, having a probably the best season of his career this year uh, so Ron Stone Jr. is another guy, um, you know that, that has played well. Uh, Brennan Jackson, the other defensive end on the other side, Arizona actually recruited him a little bit out of high school. Has four and a half sacks as well. So their defensive ends is that's where the um, that's where the sacks are going to come from. Basically, the the defensive ends they're not going to blitz the linebackers too much. It's going to come from the defensive ends. Um, in terms of the secondary, uh, you have Daniel Isom who's a defensive back, six foot, uh, plays well, has an interception. So takeaways, I mean, you know, Washington State overall has nine interceptions and they force quite a few fumbles. They have 19 forced fumbles, which is insane. They're going to strip the ball quite a bit. Uh, Derek Langford, uh, you know, three forced fumbles. Uh, They have multiple guys with two forced fumbles. And so they forced 19 and recovered 13 of them. Uh, that's, That's pretty impressive. And so that is, if you're... On offense, that is, you know, Arizona's biggest concern. Will Plummer has to take care of the ball. But not only does Will Plummer have to take care of the ball, the other guys, once they get the ball, have to make sure, you know, Michael Wiley had some fumbling issues early in the season. He needs to be able to take care of those. So, you know, overall, Washington State is a challenging opponent. You're asking a team right now, it's 80 degrees outside, to go on the road on a short week. And play in 30 degree weather it could be raining. It could be snowing It might not be raining or snowing But it's still gonna be cold as heck and a lot of these dudes haven't seen snow in their entire lives and Haven't been in this amount of cold in their entire lives and you have a Washington State team playing for a bowl game um, That's gonna really really want to win this game. Another factor is because of Thanksgiving break um, Washington State actually got out of school early. So the students there's not expected to be many students, especially if it's snowing. They might extra want to get out of there because of the weather make sure they get home and things like that. So I would actually be surprised if it's a raucous crowd with the weather, Thanksgiving and all that. The student section isn't expected to be that big. Um, on the positive side, Marcel Yates isn't the defensive coordinator. Now, I'm not saying Washington State isn't going to be able to score, but this is a team that was dropping 60 on Arizona with Yates, who would drop back into coverage and say, yeah, sure, go for it. Um, if you remember when Yates was calling the games against Washington State, um, you know, after the game, we would always talk about how we didn't know if we had seen a worse game plan than just sit there and let Washington State pick you off. Arizona is going to play some zone on Friday, but it's not going to sit there. It's just it would go against everything that Don Brown has ever talked about. They are going to make Jaden Delora as uncomfortable as possible and try to get to him and try to get that ball out and not let those plays develop and try to get him under pressure thinking twice. I think overall, it is a very difficult game for Arizona to win because of the circumstances Um you know, I, I don't think Arizona is going to get blown out. I would be surprised if Arizona gets blown out. But I also don't think it's going to be the type of game where you say, you know what, Arizona, it, it, they're going to win this. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's the type of game where, to me, it's close for, you know, two and a half, three quarters, and Washington State kind of pulls away. Uh, I have Washington State winning this football game by uh, probably 10 points, 10 to 14 points. Um, you know, not, not a ton. The score might look worse than the game really is, but I would actually be surprised if uh, if Arizona um, won this game. So, with that being said, we'll have full coverage. Well, have full coverage of a lot of stuff. <laughs> but I uh, I thank you for joining me, Jason Shear, Wildcat Scoop Podcast. Please stay tuned to Wildcat Authority. Uh, I'm glad we exist for you guys on a day like Friday with all these sports going on. So, once again, thanks for joining me and uh, bear down.